listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Let's talk some Giants football. He is the man who knows everything about the New York football Giants, and he tells you on ESPN.com. Jordan Manon joins me here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Jordan. What's up, Larry? What's going on? Everything is good. So, Jordan, what are you what are you doing now? You're 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 quarantined in the sense of you know you're not able to go to the facility to get your information. I mean, your family is looking at you like, wow, why can't we 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 hate the situation, but can't you work like this all the time? <laughs> you know, the reality is when free agency comes around, this is kind of the way it is anyway. Free agency and the reason that it's going on is a remote event, right? Yep. Nobody's I mean, the Giants don't even really hold. I mean, they haven't held press conferences in years for a free agent day signs. So, like this is kind of business as usual. The only difference is I got other people with me at home now. <laughs> you know, so I'm sharing my office now with my eight year old daughter and my wife. And I said to my daughter the other day, like, you know, you talk a lot because she's supposed to be. We're basically. She still has school. You're basically, they're basically doing their school from home. So I got her blabbing in my ear, my phone blowing up. You know, I got texts going all over the place. And, you, you know, you're trying to juggle it all. And next thing you know is they're signing Blake Martinez when you, when you fly, finally fall asleep at night, like five minutes later. So that's what free agency, uh, coronavirus, you know, 2020 is like right now. Jordan, uh, I'm gonna share this with you, and then we'll talk some Giants. You haven't lived, and you you know this because you've been in the business a while. And so I'll share this with the audience, ladies and gentlemen. When I was embedded with the Jets, it was the phone rang at 2 a.m. Larry, there's going to be a 2:15 presser. We've got ready, ready, wait for it, wait for it, wait. Uh-huh. For it. That guy that used to play in Green Bay, Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, the oh, Giants aren't okay. going. To, oh, okay, the Giants, thanks. The Giants didn't sign Tom Brady, so we're all right on that one. <laughs> that would be like the equivalent, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Jordan, what what have we learned, kind of, with these moves of of what the kind of roster, what what the kind of idea and characteristics and identity of this Giants team under under Joe Judge? Well, I think we learned that they want to be big and physical. James Bradbury. A physical corner, not known. I mean, good cornerback, not known to be super speedy, but he sure plays, plays physical. Blake Martinez, you know, strong physical middle linebacker. Uh, Tui Lolo, I don't even want to try to pronounce his first name right now. At tight end, I mean, he's 6'8", block, complete blocker, physical player. Uh, so I, I think you're starting to see the team that Joe Judge wants to build, and it begins with physicality. Now, I will say this. I've also, what you also learn about the Giants right now is it seems they finally, finally have a, a grasp of reality in the fact that they realize this is not a one-year we-can-win-now project, Right. They elected to distribute their money in a way where they were only going to make really two big signings and then make some minor moves and fill some spots here or there. 
and they they didn't use any signing bonuses, which they usually do, which could spread money out over over years. And they didn't just try to do a quick quick fix, which for Giants fans should be your biggest takeaway right now, is that they finally seem to realize this is a project, this is going to take time. They sh- and, and Dave Gettleman admitted it on the Michael K show that they tried. It was a mistake. They tried to win while rebuilding. That no, this is going to be a multi-year project. They couldn't fill all the holes. They're going to they get a couple pieces this year. They're going to get some more in the draft where they want to build their team, and they'll add and supplement through free agency again next year. Hey, they got it. You 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 wore them down, Jordan. Your your writing and your criticism. You wore them down. I, the problem is they wasted how many years now? I, I mean, that was the thing. when they, it, it was so obvious when they hired Pat Shermer, what was that, 2017? Everyone on the outside, right? They had just gone 3-13. and 13. They had a 37-year-old quarterback, I believe, at the time, who was on the way, on, on the decline. They had a new coach, a new general manager. That was the time to scrap it and rebuild. And they didn't do it. And it took, what, three years later mm-hmm. where we're sitting here, and they're finally doing it. So at least they got to it. It was a circuitous route, one you wish they wouldn't have taken, because in the meantime, would they go in the last two years? They won nine games? Yeah. <laughs> and they're the worst team in the NFL since 2017. So on Giants like too, it's, it's crazy. You, when when you think of the Giants and you think of what they were, and and you know, I mean, you hear it all the time, Jordan. I'm sure from yeah. from from fans who talk to you. I mean, this is not the Giants aren't supposed to be like this. Well, this is the reality of where they are. I mean, they they <laughs> they went off track. They had they let everything go off track. It was it was the crack started a long time ago, uh-huh. and eventually they reared their ugly heads. And, and you know, as things started to fall apart at the end of the Jerry Reese era, and then it's just been chaos since that, you know at, since that point. And it really has. And the hope, at least with Joe Judge now in the building, that he's setting things straight, and there seems to be a plan in place that finally makes sense. Jordan, tell me about Blake Martinez because I've had some callers last night who were like, "Okay, so he's 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 a numbers guy. He just blows up numbers. He's not that good. He's no different from um, from the 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 linebacker you had. uh, You know, the linebacker he's he's, uh, replacing. Uh, What's the what do you see? Yeah, Ogletree. What do you see when you when you look at him and, and you talk to people about him? Look, I understand the concern. He's not great in coverage. That's not his number one skill, right? But it's over. People are overblown when they're criticizing him. I mean, this is a guy who's been a quality player in the NFL. You don't get 140 plus tackles by accident. I mean, he's he's instinctive player, a good quality player. I mean, the, the scheme contributed to him getting those tackles, but they also contributed to him having trouble in coverage. I think the way they set it up is like his job was basically to cover the entire field. And that makes it difficult to cover, but it also sets him up for a lot of tackles. So look, this is a quality player. The Giants really thought they needed, and you could understand this, someone in the middle of their defense to call the plays, be a leader, set things up. And the idea that this isn't a good player 
I think is I think is is way overblown. Oh, it, people! I just think sometimes Jordan people don't realize and fans don't realize how important the scheme is. And, and for people, for players, you got to understand what your guy does well and what he doesn't do well. And you can't put him in situations where that he's going to fail. So guess what? He's not going to be in coverage. Okay. He's going to, don't put him in coverage. That's his weak spot. Don't do it. It's very simple. He'll be a better player. Yeah. Look, you're going to have to cover some, but as long as you're not like when you're going up against, uh, I don't know. Name name uh, a dominant tight end in today's NFL. Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. right? Yes. When you're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, you don't want Blake Martinez matched up against Travis Kelsey all day. You have to scheme around it that day. Use your safeties. Use some cornerbacks, nickel guys. I mean, that's what the NFL is these days. It's it's setting up the matchups. So I, I think that's Joe Judge talked a lot about that. I don't want to know what players can't do. I want to know what they can do. And what this guy can do is he's a tackling machine who could be the centerpiece of their defense and get them organized, get them called, get the plays called, and be a leader. So I, that, those, are, those are some big skills. There's no question about it. Jordan, the offensive line has always been a, a stickling point for this giant team. You could say that they kind of helped Eli decide that he should retire. Um, but last year, I thought they showed some signs yeah. of getting better. And this is a better offensive line this season. Should be this season, correct? Well, we'll see. I think the jury's still out. I mean, Nate Solder has not played very well. Uh-huh. Uh, Kevin Zeitler's a quality player, and Will Hernandez should be better. You, you were hoping for a bigger jump last year, but they just signed the right tackle. You know, they, they just signed Cameron Fleming, so at least they have a stopgap in place uh, to compete with Nick Gates at this point. But you can bank on it. The Giants are going to have an offensive lineman either from the first or second round of this draft. Mm-hmm. So that should help the offensive line. Now, it doesn't mean this year they're automatically going to be better. A lot of times, Young offensive linemen struggle. You see that everywhere, right? I mean, you know, it, it's not a given. Given, I don't care where, where they're picked in the draft. If they're picked four, yeah, you hope the guy can come in and contribute immediately. But even then, it hasn't been a lot that those guys have been good in year one. And then they need a center. So this is two pretty big spots. At least I will say this. They were average last year. And average was an upgrade. Yeah. Right, at least they were, they were close to average. And it was an upgrade. So you hope that they could take that next step. New coach, I think that's a big thing as well that sometimes overlooked. You, you talk about Hal Hunter, uh, the previous coach, was not great things said about Hal Hunter, the former offensive line coach, even from people that you were talking about that were in that offensive room. So that change from him to Mark Colombo, I think, specifically can help that group. And adding Cameron Fleming's a nice little pickup. He's a veteran. He's familiar with the offense they're going to run to some degree, having played for Jason Garrett in uh, Dallas. And, you know, he's a reliable guy. At least you could fill in if you need him to be a starter. Listen, you never have enough O-linemen in a season. And when you add depth, when you can add depth and the depth is not far below your starters, that's a win-win, Jordan. That's a win. Yep. Absolutely. They, they, you need, there's like going to be a point. I mean, think about it. Cameron Fleming was uh, started in place of Tyron Smith each of the last two years. 
Mm. And, uh, you know, like, <laughs> and Tyron Smith, the, the Giants wish they had someone as good as Tyron Smith. Oh, yeah. But having a guy that you know you could at least put in there and your quarterback is not going to be at risk is a big thing, especially for the Giants, if you think about it. And getting a tackle in his draft would only solidify it even more. You made this investment in Daniel Jones, right? A huge investment. Their future is resting on Daniel Jones. So one of their top priorities, if it's not priority number one, but it needs to be priority 1B, right? Protecting your investment in Daniel Jones. So drafting a tackle to me is uh, imperative in this draft, and I fully expect the Giants to do it. Uh, pass rusher, where do you see them going, Jordan? Jordan and Nott's my guess. Is offensive or defensive at, at, at number four? Yeah, uh, that's going to be a tough one. I mean, the problem is, what do the Giants need most? A pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Right? Unfortunately for them, they beat the Washington Redskins, and now they're picking fourth instead of second, so Chase Young is off the board. Right, that's not good. He's not going to be there at pick number four. The Giants' chances of getting him are very slim, even in trade up, whatever you want to, whatever scenario you want to come up with. It's pretty slim that they're going to get Chase Young. That there isn't another guy in the draft that kind of fills that that gap, right? And especially with the number four pick, even in the top ten, there isn't that other pass rusher. This year's free agency group, they were not that high on Jadavian Clowney. He was the premier pass rusher. So they realized they weren't going to get that guy. Now, here's the problem. And this, I said problem in that they're going to now try and slap it together by committee, uh-huh. right? They signed Kyler Fackrell, hoping that he can sort of replicate what he did in 2018 with Patrick Graham as his linebackers coach in Green Bay, who's now the Giants defensive coordinator replicate that here in a bigger role, add some more depth, add some more competition at that position, and sort of use a, a committee. Because they know it's going to be – this wasn't the year to get that guy. And, at least for them, considering what they had the guys graded. And also, they realized they weren't going to be able to fill every hole that they had. That this was not going – like this is what I started with before – this wasn't going to be a one-year plan. This wasn't going to be a one-year fix. And so that's a position that they're going to have to address later on in free agency and further down the line into next year. Last thing, Jordan. What what can we expect from Jason Garrett and his offense with Daniel Jones this season? Yeah, that's an interesting question because this is going to be a tough one. When are they going to even be able to get together? Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. This is this is a tough one. The teams that have new offenses, the teams that are changing schemes more than ever this year might be at a big disadvantage. We don't know when they're going to be able to get together. Now, I assume Daniel Jones will be able to get the playbook, but it's different. They're not going to be able to practice. So who knows when, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not out of the question to think that these guys don't aren't able to get together as a full group until training camp. It's not crazy to think that. Nobody knows what's going to happen right now. So I think what we're going to see 
is an offense that we've kind of saw in Dallas where they're going to rely on that running back. So the downhill running scheme that's going to be based around Daquan Barkley, a a lot of multiple tight end sets, and then have Daniel Jones work off that. And you're going to see your hope that Daniel Jones is able to protect the ball better and that they're not going to ask him to go out there and straight win games for us. That, like, they have Saquon Barkley on the roster. They need to utilize that. So I think that's what we're going to see from the Giants offense, Daniel Jones, and even Saquon Barkley. Well, there's one thing we know about Jason Garrett. He kind of likes to run the football a little bit. <laughs> he does. He does. And that's a good thing when you got the back like Saquon Barkley. Look, they invested in Saquon Barkley. You might as well use that as well, right, to your advantage, and then have your quarterback work off that. I think it'll do wonders of limiting uh, Daniel Jones' turnovers. In a way, I thought they almost had too much confidence in Daniel Jones last year as a rookie, you know, rookie quarterback playing. Pat Shermer loved him so much that I think he had too much confidence in Daniel Jones. You're right. Well, uh, he, this way, Daniel will not have to take the load on himself. Jordan, great work as yeah. always. We'll check you out on ESPN.com and uh, enjoy the, the time home, juggling daughter, wife, and life. Hey, we're all we're all healthy. That's really all that matters. And, and that's you know, really line, right? given the people who are out there doing the real work, the hard work, the you know people in the medical field, the people that are treating people. Those are the people you really need to, you know pat on the back and give credit to I'm sitting here covering football from my house. Uh, you know, there's, you know there's not, there's, there's not much credit that should be going out for doing something like that. Jordan, it's not the same. There's no question about it, but you know what? Thank goodness you walk. Cause it's a nice distraction. <laughs> I appreciate it. It is a good diversion though. I it do. Is. I do kind of like that. I mean, it's been a good diversion, at least working and doing this kind of stuff than sitting home and listening and, and having the, you know, be inundated with with uh, coronavirus stuff. It's a, good, it's a good getaway, I think, and I hope I hope it's serving that way for a lot of people too. It definitely is. Thanks, my friend. We'll talk soon. You got it. Have a good show. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on ninety eight point seven ESPN.